Coming up next on the Jeff Curley Show, he took his military experience, he built a business, and now he's gonna teach all of us how to elevate our leadership. That's next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I never served my country, but I have so much respect for the hardworking men and women who did. And think about all the business lessons that you learn in, in the military. Uh, you know, 12 o'clock is, is, uh, is late if you're not showing up at 11.50. <laughs> and Bob could correct me on that. Okay, uh, Bob Pizzini, he is with Elevate Your Leadership. Uh, and like military time, if they said show up at noon, what time do you show up? Uh, 10 minutes early at a minimum and uh, not just military, but that's a, that's a very good business principle as well. And actually one of the things I talk about when, uh, when I do my leadership discussions with people. Absolutely. But before we show your sizzle reel, I want you to tell a little bit about your military experience. Sure. So uh, as a young man, I grew up watching the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau. I was fascinated with all things diving in the, the underwater realm, if you will. And at the age of 12, I became a certified scuba diver in and around Lake Michigan, Chicago. I grew up just outside of Chicago, so grew up diving on Lake Michigan. And when I was in high school, there was a book in our library called Navy Diver, and this was, uh, this was uh, uh, my destiny. So I read the book. I knew I wanted to be a Navy diver at the age of 18. I enlisted, um, became a Navy diver, completed dive school at the age of 19 in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. What an incredible place to go to attend Navy dive school. And Navy diving led to a career in Navy EOD or explosive ordnance disposal, bomb tech, cut the red wire, cut the blue wire. And the career in EOD, as we call it, uh, ultimately uh, prepared me for retirement and to transition into my next life, which essentially uh, is business. And uh, so that's a quick summary of, of my career. Okay, and let's talk about your business. Sure. So. When I uh, retired, I opened a business in Virginia Beach called I Fly Virginia Beach Indoor Skydiving. And in the military, we uh, EOD technicians, we parachute or we free fall uh, out of aircraft to get to the target or to get to the objective. And just like pilots use simulators to, tr to hone their skill, military free fall parachutists use these indoor skydiving facilities to, as a simulator to hone our skill, to bring new people into the skill to prepare people to teach and instruct, et cetera. So when I was on active duty, we would travel around the country and use these different facilities. And whenever we would come back to Virginia Beach, we would say, why isn't there one of these in Virginia Beach? All the operational forces from Virginia Beach, we would all see the different units in the different parts of the country. So 2009 is when I was preparing for retirement and um, I got serious about the question, why isn't there one of these in Virginia Beach? And six years later, 2015, is when we opened our doors for business. Wow. Okay, we're going to learn much more about that later, but let's go ahead and roll his sizzle reel.
I'm Bob Pizzini, and I invite you to come fly with me and earn your wings. Wow, talk about a unique way to uh, do team building. Well, give us some examples of, you know, you've worked with companies from across the country, they'll, they'll fly in? Sure, so when we built I Fly Virginia Beach, uh, which sits on Pacific Avenue in Virginia Beach, one block off of the Atlantic Ocean, we built a really nice boardroom on the third floor of the building, which overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. So beautiful sunrises, um, just an incredible, inspiring atmosphere. And we built it with the uh, intent, the, the, the revenue stream of corporations holding their corporate events in, in our facility. So that could be a team building event, that could be an offsite for strategic planning, that could be a client appreciation, all these different varieties of corporate events. Uh, and as time went on, these corporations would ask us if we could provide a speaker, somebody to talk about leadership or communication or team building, things of that nature. And they would ask me to sit in on these sessions from time to time. And like any Navy special operations person who grew up the way I did, I thought to myself, I can do a better job than that. Uh, and so the concept of Elevate Your Leadership was born. And, and, and you know, kind of the premise is we have everybody do the flight experience. You fly in the flight chamber. Tony Robbins has people walk across hot coals. We have people fly in the flight chamber. But the net effect is the same. You, you face something that's challenging. Uh, something that you think you would never do, and then you do it with a group of people, and you come out of that with an expanded comfort zone and this this greater sense of self-confidence. And it's a it's a great way to start a team event. And then we go up to the conference room, and then I facilitate discussions based on leadership development, team development, things of that nature. And you probably discover some hidden rock stars inside of companies. So you know this person in IT that you know, nobody really paid attention to suddenly is the, the you know, the, the highlight of the, the experience. Every time we have a group, I do a very uh, facilitated discussion type of event. So it's not me preaching, it's me putting out a principle, I share my experience with the principle, and then I ask every participant in the room to share their experience with the principle. 
And when they share their experiences, that's where the nuggets of gold are. That's where the real value is. It could be that person from IT. It could be that person who was a, an executive secretary for 30 years. Uh, they just, they bring so much value to the discussion and that's where growth occurs. It doesn't matter if you're a seasoned ex executive or if you're somebody who's trying to work your way up to leadership positions in your organization, this growth is for everybody. And, and if you're a seasoned executive, you have, to, you have to put yourself on an equal playing field and accept the fact that you have room to improve every single day. And if you're that new person, you gotta be hungry, you gotta be uh, excited to learn and you have to be energized. And that's kind of how I do it. I do it with energy. I bring energy and I want to inspire, energize, and we educate along the way. He's also a very popular speaker and best-selling author. We're going to pull up the book page from your website, and I want you to talk about Elevate Your Leadership, the book. Tell us about that. Sure. So the book was uh, the extension of the course that I developed, or I don't even like to call it a course. It's an event, a leadership event or a team-building event. But as I developed content for the event, all these memories came back, all these things I experienced over the course of my career. And they were very positive experiences, very great learning experiences. Doesn't, it, learning experiences, that doesn't mean everything went great all the time because it didn't. And I share things throughout the book that went well for me and things that didn't go well. And when I say me, I, what I really mean is my team because everything I did throughout my entire military career was as a member of a team. Whether I was the newest guy on the team or later on I was leading the team or after that I was training the team or after that, I was deploying the team somewhere. Um, I, there was always a learning experience. There was always the next thing for me to do. And I wanted to share that in the book, but the other part is I overlay that against my experience in the private sector. I have 40 employees. And the, the employee experience I noticed was quite different um, as compared to being in the military. In the military, we all go to boot camp. We all have this this basic, um, this baseline uh, from which we operate and people in the private sector don't have that. They really, it's, it's core, it's values, it's, it's moral and ethical character. And, um, and I wanted to create a system to where we can all kind of have that baseline. We're all speaking the same language, take risks, um, be bold. And rather than fire you for, uh, for failing or for coming up short, uh, we're going to pick you up. We're going to dust you off. We're going to get the issue resolved and we're gonna get right back out there and do it again. That's what I grew up with in the military and that's how um, I think businesses thrive. Well, your timing couldn't be more perfect because every time we pick up the paper or watch the news, we hear about quiet quitting, we hear about um, employees kind of checking out. How does your book, how, do, how does um, some of the experiences that you put teams through, how does that uh, play into that narrative of quiet quitting? Sure. So. Quiet quitting is really a result of a poor culture in an organization. Part of the research I did in the front part of my book, or part one, um, I, I looked at organizations, not only in the US, but across kind of industrialized countries, and we looked at what people value most in the workplace. So I looked at Glassdoor research. Uh, I looked at some other, some other research that was out there. And people value culture and values more than anything else, more than pay and compensation. Culture and values are, are why people want to show up to work every day with a smile on their face and give the organization all they have. If culture and values are not in place, uh, then that person, that's a block from that per person producing and giving their best. 
but more importantly than recognizing uh, how important culture and values are, culture and values are enabled by senior leadership. And senior leadership has to understand the importance and the significance of culture and values. If senior leaders drive culture in the organization, they're driving ROI. It's that simple. You're also a very uh, popular guest on the national news. I was on your uh, website and I saw a number of national news interviews. We got one that we're going to put up and just kind of have you narrate a little bit. You're often called on to um, talk about uh, different uh, places where like uh, your diving experience would come in handy. Right. So, so again, the Navy EOD tech, my background, we, my subject matter expertise is in uh, all things diving, uh, diving and salvage and explosives are, are kind of my primary thing. So, so when, when there's a terrorist uh, explosive device uh, that detonates somewhere in the world, particularly in the US, or in this case, this was the, uh, this was the recovery of the Chinese balloon yeah. uh, off the East Coast, um, and even the, uh, the mini sub that, that imploded on, on the Titanic. So things like that. Um, well, I'm asked to. And I can see why you're so popular, Bob, because so often these national news programs are interviewing some college professor. <laughs> and and real-world experience, I mean, there's nothing that can replace that. So Sure, absolutely. And, and I talk about this in my book. There is a requisite, uh, or there's a requirement, rather, of training, education, and experience. I call it the triad. To really be a good leader or to be um, expert at what you do, you need a blend of all three of those things. And, uh, and so if you want to lead in a very aggressive way, in a very confident way, in, an, in a very energetic way, you have to seek out training, education, and experience. Those three things round out a leader. And you're also very passionate about giving back. We're gonna roll a clip and then I'm gonna have you comment on it. Let's go ahead and roll it now. I went to a hockey coaching seminar last summer and one of the presenting coaches told us about this program he does at his ice rink where they help inner city kids who would never be able to ice skate or figure skate. I came back from that seminar energized. I threw the concept on the table to my management team and together we developed a program called SeaTac Soars. We selected 12 kids from the fifth grade. It's a 13-week program that we donate and they come and fly with us and we're teaching these kids pride and confidence that's going to be with them for the rest of their lives. When I first got the notification that I was going to be here, I never even knew of the program. I love to fly. Whenever you, whenever you get into the wind tunnel, it's like everything blows away. We're making a difference in children's lives that are local in our community. These are kids that live in our neighborhood. My favorite part of the day every week is sitting down with them after the speaker is spoken and the food's being handed out and I sit and just chat with these kids. It's, it's just been awesome. So we had to write a letter why we wanted to be an iFly and why should we be picked. To be able to read the essays before, a lot of the kids were very unsure at the beginning, very nervous. Just to see them develop and grow and overcome their fears is a huge encouragement for me. Maybe I should push myself in everyday life as well. I like it, the fact that us school children can come here and really relax and just come in and fly and have a great time. I think it's awesome and they should do it again next year.
Well, that just has to warm your heart. Uh, any any students come to mind when you think about this? Oh, for sure. We've been doing this for about seven or eight years now. And uh, as I said in the video, they're inspired by by a hockey program. I've coached hockey for about 15 years, and, and there's an ice rink that has a similar program where they do this with kids on ice. Anyway, one of the young ladies in the video we just saw, and again, she's probably graduated high school by now. This is a while ago, but her name is Love, and she's a heavier girl, especially for fifth grade. And as the school was selecting kids to participate in our program, they asked her if she could participate, if she wanted to participate. And she said, yes, she said, because all my classmates think I'm too fat to fly. From day one, she was one of the best flyers in that whole group. And you could see, you know, pride and confidence is what we want to build in these kids. It's why we put it together. And she did great uh, from start to finish. And about three years later, her younger sister came through the program. Uh, it was incredible. And I'll just tell you one other story. Uh, probably this was just pre-COVID. So uh, 2020, three, four years ago, something like that. Um, we normally take 12 kids in the 13-week program. And the school teacher who heads all that up on behalf of the school asked two or three weeks into the program, he said, we just got this, uh, this girl um, in our school. She lives in a homeless shelter with her mom. She doesn't talk to anybody. Um, could we, could we add her? We know it's late, but could we add her to this group? And, you know, my team was like, absolutely bring her in. So her name is Heaven. So about two weeks after that, three weeks after that, uh, the teacher, his name is uh, Andrew, Andrew Stark, uh, they were in the building and they were, we were going through the training and he said, hey, Bob, I just want to thank you for adding Heaven. You know, it's just been wonderful. And I think, you know, she's going to open up here one of these days. Um, you know, she seems to be making progress. And I was like, oh, absolutely, we're happy to help. I said, by the way, which one is she? Because the kids were flying at the time. And he said, she's the one over there. And he paused and he said, holy cow, she is talking her neighbor's ear off. I've never seen her do that before. So just the excitement, um, the challenge the kids face and, and the, the, uh, the happiness that we can bring to them. And again, the pride and confidence. It's, it's, it's warming, it's rewarding, and everybody on my team absolutely loves this. Wow. Bob, your eyes soften when you talk about this. Why is this so near and dear to your heart? Uh, well, because we want to change lives and um, we want to inspire. You know, you, you change lives through inspiration, plant a seed, and we see that happening. And, um, and you know, when we donate the whole thing, there's, there's, there's no money involved or anything like that. And we don't do it to, uh, you know, to prop ourselves up. We do it to be good members of our community. We do it to give back in a way that we think has more meaning than if we just write a check to, you know, different organizations. Wow. It's a great way to end this, uh, this broadcast. We're also going to leave you with his website, which is robertprezzini.com. Thank you so much for blessing us with your wisdom and, and sharing your heart. Thank you so much, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.